0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Gaia.com, the on demand streaming TV service that helps you achieve your highest potential at your convenience. To get your first month at only 99 cents, visit GAIA.com forward slash My Seven Chakras. My Seven Chakras, episode 211.
1: If you are irritated by every rub, how will you be polished? The Seven Chakras. Aditya Jai Kumar.
0: What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My Seven Chakras, the show where we go back into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose. So, if you have a question or two about the mysteries of life, then you are listening to the right show. And as you guys know, I'm super proud of the support I get from the listeners. So, before we move on, let's listen to a recent iTunes review. The review is by PandaMan. Eight two who writes, uplifting, encouraging, informative and transformative. I am coming out of a long period of self-destruction and I've been hungry for support in developing an action plan of self-care in order to transform into a lightning rod of love and divine energy. This podcast is one of the best tools at my disposal and I recommend it to everyone. Action drive. as you can see, many people are loving the show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our show before you lose it in the ocean of Apple podcasts. And if you You've been listening for a while and you've been planning to write us a review. Then the time has come. Go to my7chakras.com forward slash review. Once again, that's my7chakras.com forward slash review. And write down whatever comes to your mind about our show. Because as I always say, every review counts. And every review, as you can see, as you can hear, is read by me, and now let's bring on our special guest for today's session, Shauna Ekedal. So, Shauna, are you ready to inspire?
1: AJ, I'm ready.
0: That's great. So, holistic nutrition expert and transformative coach, Shauna Ekedal, is an educator and trailblazer in the area of mind, body, and spirit wellness. She is the host of Be Well Live live interactive online show featuring thought leaders in the health, wellness, and personal development space. And today she is here on My 7 Chakra. Sashana, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. So before we actually go into the questions and answers part of today's interview, uh, let's begin with some inspiration. My question is, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that apply in your day-to-day life?
1: Mm, I have a couple, but one is my favorite right now. And it is a Rumi quote and it's, if you are irritated by every rub, how will you be polished? And this, this applies a lot to the work that I do, but certainly in my own life as well, that, you know, sometimes we think that the things that happen in our life, maybe that we view as negative or difficult, that, that there's, no, there's no upside in that, that there's no positive. And really, when we look back on our life, we can see that some of the difficult things that we've been through have actually polished us, have made us who we are today and grown us to be stronger and to be able to take on life in new ways. And so it's one of my favorites.
0: It's a very nice quote. i never heard of this before, but I love Rumi. If you are irritated by every rub, how will you be polished? Action Tribe, the journey to becoming polished involves a lot of rubs, uh, a lot of work, inner work, external work. Uh, but if you get irritated by things that don't go as you think they would, then you will never get there. And uh, as Shauna talks to us today, we're going to learn about different action steps that you can take in order to become that polished version of yourself and things that you need to keep in mind to w- when you when you get rubbed the wrong way, so to speak. <laughs> so yes. uh, thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful quote with us. And with that, let's dive in. So Shauna, what is your definition of holistic nutrition?
1: Well, it's really, it's looking at our whole self and, you know, traditional. In traditional Western medicine, it's um, it's commonplace to to break up the parts of us, right? You know, maybe we see a psychologist for what's going on mentally, or we see a knee specialist for our knee, and you know, and a, a regular MD for other aspects of self. And so, um, holistic is really looking at all parts of self. And um, the way you know I approach nutrition and the health of the body is is all facets, because really the reasons why we eat certain foods or don't eat certain foods or the way that we treat ourselves has so much more to do um, with other aspects of self than just food, right? Food is just food. So um, there are emotional reasons we use food. There are mental aspects. There are things that have happened to us possibly in our childhood or at some point in our life that we're not connecting the dots, right? So when I say holistic nutrition, I'm looking at all aspects of of our life, our spiritual self, our emotional self, our mental self, our physical self, and how all of these are interconnected and how they are affecting each other.
0: Great, so you've wonderfully provided us that that background of traditional medicine, which breaks us up into different parts, right? For for diagnosis, and you give us those different examples. but you've suggested that the more powerful way is to look at ourselves as one whole, right? That everything is connected, mind, body, and spirit. And that's how you approach uh, things and provide solutions to people who have challenges. Now, you've also written that energy is where true healing begins, right? So what do you mean by that?
1: Well, before we're cells and molecules and, and a physical body we are energy and that's been proven through you know quantum physics or quantum science Um, and there's a lot of research being done on this but basically if we get to you know a lot of times in um, integrative medicine they talk about getting to a root cause and to me the root of the root is you know before we're cells and molecules it's our energy system you know a lot of times physical illness um, is in our energy system before it's in our physical body so if we can understand ourselves as energy and how to use that energy powerfully to heal ourselves because we are all really healers, right? I mean, I really see my role in it as helping people facilitate their own healing of their body. And so, and teaching them how to do that and empowering them to do that, because so often we're taught to look to other sources and not to understand our own power. And so it's really um, getting it before it becomes physical, right? Understand them and how to use that for our benefit.
0: Got it. So I love it when you said that the issue is in our energy before it becomes physical, right? So we do have some time before it manifests into a disease or an illness and if we have that information with us then we can actually take steps in order to prevent that disease or illness or whatever uh, diagnosis uh, that results now on the same topic could you talk to us about the relationship between our emotional energy and our physical imbalance or disease
1: absolutely i've really in my work i you know my work's evolved as i've done it mm-hmm. and um after working with so many people i've just come to see that one of the the biggest i believe components to, to physical dis-ease is emotional, trapped emotional energy. So basically just like our thoughts are energy, our emotions are energy, our, our body at the root is energy. It's all just energy that needs to move. And, and when you think about when we're small children, you know, I always say toddlers do emotion really well, because they they don't censor themselves, they just mm. feel it fully, you know, they'll be at a grocery store and throw themselves on the floor, you know, if they're feeling upset about something. So when we can move through emotion the moment, it passes, right? It's kind of like an arc, we go up over the, the bell curve of the arc, and we come down the other side, and we feel clear. It's when we get older, we start having things happen and Our life that happened to everybody, right? Everybody has, you know, sad or traumatic or difficult, painful events, and we don't want to feel them. So we kind of hold that stiff upper lip or we hold in the tears, and that that emotion is energy, and it it almost gets stuck in the body, Mm. you know, very similar to the concept of acupuncture where, you know, you put needles in to move the energy, the stuck energy around the body. It's the same type of thing. And, And so a lot of times, by the time people have had enough events go on and they've got enough stuck energy in their body, they start manifesting a physical illness. And so a lot of my work is helping people in a very simple way without um, re-triggering what happened to them um, to release that energy out of the body for better health.
0: Got it. So Action Tribe, if you've been paying attention to ancient Chinese uh, philosophy or wisdom, uh, Qigong, Tai Chi, or maybe any ancient tradition, you would know that disease is due to stale or stagnant energy. And as we're learning today as well, uh, if you're feeling an emotion and if you're not letting it flow just like children do then that emotion might actually lead to a disease. So the solution then is to make the energy or emotional flow once again so Shauna how do you go about doing that with your clients how do you identify what is that emotion that the, that the client is holding back
1: yeah I it, so I work a lot intuitively on that level so i'm I'm basically having um people talk to talk through their life with me so go back to the beginning and talk through kind of the major happy events the major sad events what they view as traumatic because again it doesn't matter whether someone else believes something is traumatic it's it's the person that's experienced it it's belief system that matters And so as they talk through these events, um, I can, it just like we, if you were reading a book and you were going to highlight the things that were important, you know, the things that stand out to you Mm -hmm. when people are talking through their life, um, things get highlighted for me and they're the things that have an emotional charge around them or unreleased emotional energy around them. So that's something that I intuitively sense and then I'm able to help them through a number of ways, through conversation, through understanding the event in a different way, through connecting how it's impacting their life today because these things that happen in childhood, we we make decisions from them and we live out of those decisions unknowingly. And when we can understand that we've done that, then we don't have to live out of those decisions anymore. And so I I guide people through, you know, a process that I've created of just kind of releasing those connections and being able to live beyond our limitations.
0: Got it. So do you notice that once you've identified those uh, events, those trigger points, and when you change the association that you have with those uh, memories or trigger points? Do things change for them, for the clients?
1: Absolutely. It's, um, you know, when you work at an energetic level, people have this idea that healing has to take a long time or it has to be difficult or a struggle. And at the energetic level, it can happen very, very fast. It's, and it's almost people just believing that that helps speed the process along too, because sometimes we stop our own healing because we don't believe it's possible. Mm. But really, by virtue of just seeing it, like when the connection, when I help them make the connection that they can't see themselves, by virtue of seeing it, the energy starts to dissipate. So it's it happens in that moment. The beginning of that dissipation of that energy block happens in that moment, and then depending on how much charge was around it, it continues to dissipate. You know, over days or weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. So, are your clients or people that you help are they mostly uh, women, or do you have some men, or how is it spread out? The reason why I'm asking is because women tend to, at least in the West, uh, understand or believe in energy healing much more easier, right, easily compared to men.
1: I, I typically have most yeah exactly i have mostly female clients but what's really interesting is a lot of my male clients come as referrals or are married to or related to oh, okay. the women that i work with because they see the profound changes in their partner's life or their you know friend's life or brother or sister's life you know that type of thing and and then they want that for their life so it's it's interesting i say um healthy is contagious because i find a lot of times when client, when people see their friends or family have such Market shifts in who they're being in the world and how they're feeling and you know physically, mentally, emotionally everybody wants that, right? Everybody wants to feel good and feel empowered. And so it's, um it's kind of contagious in the lives of my clients. It's, it's funny.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And positive energy is contagious. And so is negative energy. But the very fact that yes. we realize this contagion is, uh, is remarkable. And another name for energy is frequency. And you've, uh, you're the creator of the frequency cleanse program, correct? Yes. So what, what exactly is that?
1: So, um, I just, I, I have opened up this realm of understanding energy and frequency and how we, um, how we resonate at these different places, right? Everybody has a different frequency and it's kind of like turning the dial on a radio, oh, yeah. you know, you hear different things at different frequencies. And so, um, that's how I, I help people, you know, heal themselves is to actually shift their energetic frequency to a higher resonance. Cause at higher resonance, um, we align with the things that we want, right? We, align with those, like you said, positive and negative energy can be contagious, right? We want to resonate at that positive space, at those energies that feel good, like love and compassion and empowerment, and not the lower frequency energies, things like anger and guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And so um, manifestation of things happens easier at higher frequencies. And so I'm teaching people about their energetic system, right? And like you said, it's as easy to create positive, good, high-frequency energy as it is to create low-frequency energy. Like, you literally do it in the same way. It's just what you're focusing on. And so a lot of people are creating, you know, low-frequency energy unknowingly, and they can use the same energy to create what they want. Mm -hmm. And so in the Frequency Cleanse, um, I take people through a process of understanding their energy, also how to, you know, clean out their body, how to basically bring in foods that are high-frequency foods to actually help you lift your frequency, um, how to clear out some of the emotional stuff and the mental stuff that might be in our way, and some of it's you know unconscious that we don't even realize. And so there's a real awakening experience that happens for people as they go through the program.
0: Got it. So it seems like you touch on numerous topics, all which come together and help people or the person raise uh, their frequency. But why should a person consider cleansing? What are, what are some of the benefits of cleansing?
1: Yeah, it's it's really important in the world that we live in. We just we live in a time where there's just more chemicals, more toxins in our environment. I mean, it's not something any of us can really not interact with. I mean, we breathe it in the air, we eat it in food, even if we're really trying to eat healthy and eat organic, you know, we eat out at restaurants sometimes and those foods aren't organic. And so there's even if we're conscious, very conscious of it, we're still interacting with with a toxic load that our bodies are not built mm. to deal with. And so it becomes really important at a physical level to clean and clear our body. And I recommend, doing it every season, um, you know, four times a year, just just to get, you know, we, it brings us off our tipping point, right? People get to this tipping point where where they feel like they just can't feel better. Maybe they're not sleeping well. Maybe they have extra weight on their body and it feels like even if they eat good for a week, it doesn't do any good for them. Or maybe they've got a diagnosable illness and they're having a really hard time, you know, having any movement, It just feels like it's difficult where, you know, a lot of times when we're younger, we're nowhere near our tipping point. So our body handles things Mm -hmm. pretty easily, right? It's like a well-oiled machine and we can go back to feeling that good. It's just a matter of, you know, cleaning, cleaning out the inside of our body, just like you would if you owned a factory or a building, right? If it, if it never got cleaned for 40 years, it would be a mess. And so we just want to go in and gently without shocking our system or without doing anything drastic, you should not feel sick, doing a cleanse. You shouldn't be in bed. I mean, these are things that just tells us that the body's being overwhelmed. And, you know, cleansing has gotten a bad name a little bit because people have these really big reactions. But um, the cleanse that I do is actually very gentle. You you don't even know what's happening. And yet it's powerful.
0: Got it. So uh, how long does this cleanse last?
1: It's a 30-day program. It begins with a seven-day tapering off period of, you know, things like sugar and alcohol and things that, you know, aren't great. During cleansing and um, and then a 21 day actual cleanse period that's again very gentle it's it's whole food based there is um, during that 21 days we're kind of just flooding the body with tons of nutrients you know everything your body might not have gotten for years or is not getting and when the body has. everything it needs to do its job, it starts doing its job really well.
0: Okay, so a couple of things here. Uh, now, based on your experience, how bad is sugar for us? And secondly, now you have the seven day tapering off period uh, for sugar. How, how difficult is it to sort of actually taper off sugar, especially since we've been accustomed to having sugar in, in so many things in our life?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, so most people's relationship to not having sugar is that of deprivation. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't work in a space of deprivation that's also an energy right that's a certain frequency so what happens i mean i i have people detox from sugar all the time and they're blown away at that they don't feel deprived because there's always a reason why we're eating it, and then there's also how it's affecting our brain. So it's feeding the crave center, what I like to call the crave center of the brain, and the more we feed it, the more it wants. And so it really only takes about a week to two weeks tops. Um, if we stop giving the brain sugar, the brain stops wanting it. And most people never get to that point because they've never gone a week or two without some sort of sugar, meaning sugar in, that's hidden in foods. You know, So maybe people aren't having dessert, but they don't realize how much sugar is in so many foods that we buy at the rig. um so I gently disconnect whatever emotional things that are going on with that and then basically um, shut quiet down that crave center of the brain and people feel freedom like they've never felt before because to feel like you aren't craving it, to feel like it's not deprivation, to feel like you could care less, mm-hmm. you know, like sugar could be peas, right? Yeah. It's like here nor there. I could have them or not have them. It's really a sense of freedom that, that my clients have with that.
0: So diving a bit deeper, what can a person notice when this person? and let's go off sugar after that one week?
1: They feel, um, most people sleep better. They feel better in their body, less aches and pains. Like if anyone has like any joint or muscle, you know, pain going on, that goes away really quick. Um, digestive issues. So a lot of people, you know, have various levels of maybe gas, bloating, indigestion, things like that. That goes away really quick. I'm, I'm talking, I mean, 90% of my clients have those types of things go away within one to two weeks. And it's funny because sometimes they don't even realize it. Like I'll say, oh, is your stomach still doing this? Or, oh, do your muscles hurt? And they go, no oh my gosh, no, I haven't had any pain. Or, oh my gosh, yes, I'm totally sleeping. So it's like our mind forgets quickly as we start to feel better. We just notice we feel better and we're not thinking about the things that we used to be dealing with that we don't have anymore. So the body is is miraculous. It can mm. heal very, very fast if given half a chance, right? If given just an environment where it's possible to heal and it does.
0: Got it. So the absence of sugar is sort of like an environment to heal, right?
1: It is. And and sugar is, you know sugar causes inflammation Which is the precursor to disease. I mean, sugar is really, really poison for the body. And what is really a shame to me is that so many people um, feel like they're not eating sugar because they don't eat dessert, and yet they're eating so much sugar in foods that we don't even think about as having sugar, things like tomato sauce, right? I mean, Mm. you don't think about that as, gosh, that's a lot of sugar, and it is. And so I really, in the Frequency Cleanse, I really help educate people on reading labels and understanding what's in it and what to look for and all those little tips and tricks to really help.
0: Got it. Now, I've heard of different of cleanses. You have the liver cleanse, juice cleanse, colon cleanse. So does your cleanse fall under any of these types or categories? It's
1: it's it's not a juice cleanse. It's not specific to liver, although it supports the liver, which is why people don't get cleansing reactions. You really need to support the liver very well as it's dumping all of these toxins. But, um, you know, there's, there's phases of detoxification. There's phase one, phase two detoxification. And if your body doesn't have the right nutrients, the right amino acids and amount of protein, mm-hmm. it cannot convert toxins from phase one to phase two. And so uh, there's many cleanses on the market um, that don't have those amino acids and proteins in them to help convert toxins. And this is oftentimes why people feel very sick, mm-hmm. is because the toxins are being excreted into the bloodstream, but they're not being converted and ab- and they're not able to be moved out of the body. And so they, they stay in the system and end up reabsorbing back into the tissues in a more toxic state. And so this is why cleansing, it's so important to have the right information um, and do it the right way. And that's why I say... Like, Some people feel like the worse they feel as they're cleansing, the better they're doing, right? The more stuff they're getting out of their body. And that's really not the case. We want to support the body so that it can handle the conversion process and having those toxins leave the body and not overwhelming the system because then we're actually doing more harm than good.
0: Got it. Got it. So uh, cleanse is one aspect, but how does a person go about raising their frequency?
1: Well, a number of ways. I mean, we raise our frequency by letting go of the low frequency emotions, mindsets, things that we've got stored in our body so just by virtue of working through our own limitations allowing that old emotional energy to move out of our system you know Thinking about life and ourselves differently, that's going to naturally raise our frequency. Mm-hmm. Also, certainly things like meditation, um, which I, I have guided visualizations and meditations that I give my clients, that helps raise your frequency, of course. Um, people find, you know, the more, the better you feel in your physical body, like food and the physical body is a really great access point to raising your frequency. So, the, the better quality food we put in and the cleaner our body is, that naturally raises our frequency. We start to look at life differently, we start to think differently. Differently about things. It really is a great access point to shifting our lives and, um, and shifting our consciousness. And so that does as well, Mm -hmm. um, learning to stand in our own power and to trust ourselves because so much of life we are taught to listen to other people, listen to our parents, listen to, you know, our bosses, listen to all these outside sources for validation. And we really shut down our own internal guidance system, which is there as your guidance system specific to your life. You know, it's, we don't want to listen to other people's guidance system because that's there for their life. So we want to listen to ours and learn how to tap into and tune into that and follow that in you know and live our own truth. Live live who we came here to be, not who other people think we should be. And through that process, we discover who we really are, right? What we want to do in the world. And that raises our frequency as well.
0: Got it. So I love that you mentioned that uh, one of the easiest ways to raise your frequency is by just making sure you're eating healthy, right? So what advice do you have for someone who wants to eat healthy, but just doesn't have the time every day to make a meal, whether it's uh, you know for lunch or dinner.
1: So there's um I, when I work with clients one on one, um I that's what I hear a lot of times, right? I would love to eat healthy, I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. And so I like to bring healthy to people's lives. So they'll give you an example of this. Um, I worked with somebody who traveled a lot for business and took clients out for business lunches often, and so it would be impossible for that person to make lunch at home, right? right. Or to to eat at home. And so no no pro is going to really work for them. And what I did to empower them and bring healthy into their life is I basically researched restaurants in the area that they take clients, you know, to luncheon and where they travel. And, and we talk about the menu and we talk about what are the best choices on the menu and how to order specifically, you know, maybe ordering a la carte or asking for certain things to not be put on the food sure. so that we can then know we're making powerful, healthy decisions within our lifestyle. That makes it easy, right? I mean, the idea is not to follow somebody else's plan of healthy, the idea is to bring healthy into your lifestyle because that's the only way you're going to do it for the long term, right? Sure. So things like eating, you have to eat three meals a day, that doesn't resonate with some people, right? So it's listening to, this is listening to our own internal guidance. And it's really about bringing that in our life, listening to our own internal guidance system. If we want to eat all day instead of three meals a day, then, then we want to follow that because that's what our guidance system is telling us. So there's, to me, there's no, I don't give people even set meal plans i give them parameters of food you know here's a large sea of foods that are body supported Mm -hmm. i think it's how to put them together that feels right to them because that's how we integrate it into our life
0: now you talk about what is known as the one two three meal plan right or meal planning what exactly is
1: that yes simple one two three meal planning exactly this is the way that we um that we can kind of have a structure for how to put foods together, right? So it's mm. putting different types of foods within a meal. So I'll give, again, all these different types of foods and give you a structure that you can plug and play with and then some kind of ideas, right? So we'll, we'll give some kind of inspirational ideas of using the simple one, two, three meal planning and how we've put those together, right? So maybe we'll give 12 or 13 meals. Here's how we've used it. And here's some ideas that might sound good to you or not. And And I'd rather people start playing with this right off the bat, and start, you know, maybe feeling like they don't know what they're doing for a little bit, and then figuring it out, then to follow a set meal plan for 30 days, and then that that 30 days is done and they go back to eating what they ate before because they haven't been educated, Mm -hmm. right? They haven't learned how to integrate it into their life. Like anybody can follow a diet for a period of time, but let's face it, right? People don't do that. The diet's over, right? And then we go back to doing what we did before and then the result goes away and then we feel, Oh, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so this is about, you know, developing your own idea. So I'm giving you like pillars, like structure pillars to play within and develop what works for you And and your lifestyle, how you go about your day, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because then that consideration of, I can't do healthy goes away because people go, oh, I can't fit this in my life. And and I have tons of little what I call, you know, life hacks to make it really easy for people to prep things and, you know, let go of that idea that it's so difficult because it doesn't have to be.
0: Got it. So, uh, Shauna, do you support, uh, you know, making meals a couple of days in advance? So, for example, spending some time on a Sunday and making meals for Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday?
1: Yes, of course. I think that's a great idea. And for people that are, you know, working a five-day work week, Mm -hmm. that's, I have amazing sauce recipes because that's what we get excited about, right? Nobody gets excited about plain chicken. People get excited about the the fun sauces mm-hmm. that you put them in. So, um, so I have amazing sauce recipes, and I always uh, tell my clients, you know, make four of them in advance for the whole week, and you can use them in different ways. You can use them as dressing. You can oh, use them okay. as sauce on a protein. You know, but it, that way they're just sitting in your refrigerator, you know, waiting to be used. And they're they take five minutes to make in a blender. They're super easy. I say. All the time, I am not a gourmet chef, right? I I'm not the girl that's gonna post pictures of beautiful food. Although I love that, um, I'm somebody who is a busy woman, and so everything that I teach people how to do is for people that have busy lives and want to make eating healthy simple.
0: Well, th- thanks a lot. That was really really useful. I mean, that's a great insight to just make these two to three different types of sauces so that you can mix it with your protein or your chicken or or, or, or whatever it is. So it becomes much more easier. Like you said, even for uh, busy folks who want to make meals in advance. Uh, so so based on what you shared uh, up until now, uh, for someone listening to the show who really wants to take some action, what is that one action step you'd like to recommend for our listeners? Um,
1: you know, the first action is not needing to go from zero to 100, right? If, you, if your diet hasn't been great, you don't need to change everything overnight. I really like to have people, you know, make small integrations. And I actually, I have a gift for the listeners that helps people do that. It's a recipe book called Crave Recipe Book and I I created it for exactly what I'm speaking about today to start having the foods that we love all the junk foods that we love to eat in a healthier way first right? it's not about giving everything up and feeling deprived it's about tapering off it's about going slow and starting to get your palate used to you know maybe french fries made in a different way or a chocolate bar made in with body supporting ingredients or potato chips or you know the foods that we love done in a way that's healthy for the body, right? And, and, and our taste buds start to switch and start to actually love the taste of the healthier foods. But it happens over time. And that's how we build something consistent, right? That we can maintain our life, not by do a, going from zero to a hundred and, you know, and feeling really deprived.
0: Got it. So we will uh, definitely have that link. Uh, we're going to reveal that link uh, before we finish today's episode. And we'll have the link up in the show notes as well. Action Tribe, to access sh- the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 211. That's my 7 forward slash 211. And before moving on, let's listen to a word from our sponsor. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is to try just one more time. This is an epic quote by Thomas Edison. Action tribe whenever I uh, am in in a rut or whenever I'm uh, you know facing a challenge and when I've taken steps towards a breakthrough, I was usually just one step away from almost giving up. No matter what goal you have in your mind right now and no matter how hard it seems to achieve it. And no matter what your mind keeps telling you, I want you to know if you really want it, it can be yours. No matter if you're searching for a new job or you're trying to switch careers or you're trying to find a partner after a recent divorce or whether you've been recently diagnosed with a disease or an illness or cancer, no matter what you're going through, I want you to stay strong and keep taking action. If something doesn't seem to work, then learn from it and try a different approach, but don't give up because you never know you might just be one step away from claiming your vision so Shauna, talk to us about a time in your life when you had to go through a major life challenge how did you get into that situation and then what steps did you take to come out of it
1: yeah i've i've been through actually a very big life transformation um several years back which which really was the impetus for doing what i do and um when you have you know major areas of your life i mean i changed where I live, my career changed, my husband's career changed. It's like everything in our life that we that made us feel stable or that we felt secure with um shifted really quickly and it's because we were changing our energy it's because the the life that we had built did not fit us anymore and it was really you know well it's scary and and painful and traumatic and all of those things it's also very beautiful right because we were being polished and we um we learned so much in the process and it was our choosing you know we chose to transform our lives in ways that felt more True for us in who we really are. And when you go through those things, those moments that that can feel like you're not gonna be able to go on, right? And and you've lost something dear to you or you've had something devastating happen, those are those are polishing moments, right? And if we can see it for the fact that we came here and we plan to have this experience to grow us as a human being, then we can see the value in it, even though it's painful and even though it's difficult. And so for anybody that's gone through that or is going through that I always say that there is light at the end of the tunnel right that you do go through a tunnel and you do go through you know all of these emotions but you come out the other side a better person you come out the other side more resilient and more able to to stand in your own truth and to know where you stand in life and that's a beautiful thing.
0: So looking back now what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners in just one sentence?
1: It's, it's finding your resilience just finding finding the ability to to move through whatever happens in your life and know that, that life goes on and know that you're okay and know that it's there to grow you.
0: Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. Action Tribe, I hope you're loving today's session so far. I hope you've received some actionable steps so far that you can take in your life. Uh, the more I learn about the universe, the more I realize that time is just a creation of man. In fact, time is very elastic. It shrinks and contracts depending on how it's handled and how much emotion it is given. So let me explain. Let's go back to a time when you were doing something that you were really not passionate about. Maybe a task that was really boring to you that did not excite you or make you happy. I'm pretty sure that at that time or in those days, time was just passing by really, really slowly maybe minutes seemed like hours and an hour seemed like a whole day on the other hand let's go back to a time when you went on a vacation doesn't it always feel like you know the time flew by so fast don't you wish you had more time that's why time is elastic and that's why my focus as always is to help you find your purpose in life and help you find that thing or those things that you are passionate about and that make you excited because when you do time will just fly by hard work will not seem taxing anymore and you'll experience a whole new level of fulfillment because just like the phrase from the book the alchemist states the hills of Andalusia were only two hours away, but there was an entire desert between him and the pyramids. Yet the boy felt that there was another way to regard this situation. He was actually two hours closer to his treasure. The fact that the two hours had stretched into an entire year didn't matter. So Shana, as on today, what is your life's calling?
1: To set people free to be, to help them step into who they really are so they can live that powerfully and be free to be who they are in the world.
0: As you look back at your life, was there ever a defining moment uh, in your life, maybe an interaction that you had with somebody or a phrase that you read in a book or an experience that you had? Was there ever a defining moment that changed your life?
1: Yeah, it's actually during my life um, transformation because at, at the beginning of it, I really felt like the victim. You know, I felt like all this change was happening, even though I was choosing it. It just was hard and painful and I would cry a lot. I just, I cried, I cried. I had a a one-year-old son at the time and it was a really difficult time. And I, and I kept crying and crying. And all of a sudden one day I just, I said, you know, to God, I was like, if you make the pain stop, like I will spend my life helping people. I will spend my life doing, you know what I mean? Doing the work and guiding people through their own transformations. And in that moment, what if I'm the creator of this? You know, what if this situation is happening because I created it? I came here and created to go through this so that I could help other people. And in that moment, everything shifted. I was no longer the victim of what was going on in my life. I was the creator of it. And if I created this, this powerful transformation that was going on, then I could create anything. And that really, that changed my life. That changed how I live my life, how I see life and how powerful I see that we all are.
0: Well, that's really really inspiring the moment you realize that whatever is around you is because of some action or some thought that you had in your mind. And the moment you realize this, uh, you will also realize that if something has brought you here, then that thought or some other thought or some other action can in fact lead you to where you want to go and that you have the power within you. So thanks a lot for sharing that story with us. And we've arrived at the wisdom round, which is the last round for today. Which is all about an actionable piece of nugget so that our listeners can take note and take action. So Shauna, what is the best advice that someone has ever given you?
1: To, to listen inside, right? to tap into your own thoughts and feelings, to close off all of the noise in front of you and really get silent and listen to what you want because I was very disconnected from that early on in my life and doing that practice has changed how I make decisions, how I live my life and, and who I think I am and how I show up and so it's powerful. Anybody can do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And name a personal habit that gets you going.
1: Mm-hmm. But every morning, I I have a very small habit that I that I started several years ago, where before I as I open my eyes before I jump out of bed or anything, I spend about it's just about a minute just being grateful for everything in my life down to the most minute details, the bed I get to sleep in, you Mm -hmm. know, the little things and it's really the way that I just turn on in the morning and come from that place of gratitude.
0: And on the same topic, what is your morning routine? Like what do you do starting from right, right at the time when you wake up uh, till about two hours in?
1: I I have a small child, so I have a routine of spending time with him and we really connect and Mm -hmm. we really, um, I I think it's not even quantity of time, it's quality. And so often we don't have the quality. And so he and I, you know, do a little meditation together and we laugh and we play. And that's the way that I choose to start my day is being really connected to him, his soul, um, where he's at, what his thoughts are, you know, all of that. That just inspires my day.
0: So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today.
1: You know, one of the, a book that is, there's so many great books out there that I've read, but um, but one of the books that really, really changed perspective for me is um, by Bronnie Ware, and it's called The Five Regrets of the Dying. And it is, um, she was a hospice nurse, and it's a book about her experience of being with people right before they passed away and what they shared and the regrets that they felt in their life and the things that they wanted her to know um, that they would do differently or that they were excited they did. And when I read that book, I really, I cried through the whole book, because I just thought it was such a gift to hear from people that have done this human experience and are about to leave and what they look back on and say, gosh, I shouldn't have worried about this. And I really should have done more of this. And I should have had more fun. And I shouldn't, you know, all the things we spend our time and energy on that that's not really important. And for me, it really had me um, key in to what's really important and to start living that now and not and not wait till later
0: great we'll have that up in the show notes action tribe i know how much you love our book recommendations and i know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show and that's why audible.com is offering action tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. Now, in case you haven't heard of Audible before, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To get your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash MSC to start listening to your favorite book. Toshana, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and helping us learn how to raise the frequency of ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're super grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online.
1: I am grateful for every day that I wake up and grateful for every experience that crosses my path. I believe there's no mistake in the people um, in sharing these moments with you and everything that crosses my path is so beautiful. And I really honestly, each night before I go to bed, am grateful for it. So I will be grateful for this moment, spending time with you, AJ, and your listeners. Um, And the way to get a a hold of me is at my website, which is shaunaekedal.com, which is S-H-A-N-A-E-K-E e d is in david A L dot com. Um, all can be found at crave recipe dot com forward slash chakra which is all those fun uh, junk food recipes made in body supportive healthy ways
0: so shauna thank you so much for coming on our show we have these links up in the show notes thank you for talking to us about the power of cleansing and raising your frequency and taking us one step closer to a human revolution
1: it's a pleasure being here thank you for having me on Listening to My Seven Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.